recognized symbol of excellence in sports entertainment. This is Kurt Angle, and welcome to the Kurt Angle Show. On the show today, we'll be watching another match of mine with Samoa Joe from TNA. But first, let me introduce to you my co-host, Paul Bromwell. How are you doing today, Paul? Hey, Kurt. I'm doing great, and uh, it's good to see you. And uh, man, listen, as this drops, you will just be about wrapping up, what, a week-long vacation with the family in Sarasota, Florida, my friend. Yes, we had an excellent time. I absolutely (laughs) loved it. We were on the beach, relaxing. It was a week of relaxation, nothing else. That's all we were going to do. We weren't going to try to go to all these different events. We're just going to relax and have a good time. You said block away from the beach and relax. like, And that's what I'm talking about. Not this crazy schedule here, here, here. It's here's the beach. Here's our house. Let's just go and have a nice we time. We weren't tourists. We were vacationers. I got it. Uh, you're going to check out some nice places to eat or are you just eating chicken snacks and protein shakes? No, we have a bunch of restaurants down there. We, we went to a bunch of them. It was awesome. Oh, sweet. We had food everywhere. We had Italian, we had Indian, everything. Oh, now, now I'm guilty. I'm not Paul Angle Jr. Or, you know, not, not an adopted child of Kurt Angle. That sounds amazing, man. And, uh, you listen, you deserve it. Nice family week uh, away and I hope you enjoyed yourself. It's that time of year, man, the summertime, a lot of people going on vacation, but, uh, we're figuring it out and we're making sure that we bring weekly content. Go ahead. You had something to say. You know what? This is what really gets to me. Why do we go on vacation summer when there's winter and you want to get away during the winter In summer it's hot everywhere. So you don't really have to go on vacation. Well, Just the problem is, is your kids are school. Okay. out of school. So that's, that's where we're at there. Um, so summer works out well, uh, but winter, um, man, I want to get away from the cold too. And that's why you see all the old timers. Once their kids are grown, they're like, see ya, we're going down South. Oh, we, we go on vacation in the winter. Too. I know you do. I know hey, around Christmas, Christmas time go for a week. Yeah. 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 It's awesome. <laughs> all right. Well, Hey, listen, let's jump into it. And, uh, we got a lot to talk about this week. We're continuing to look back at your TNA days and, uh, this is 2012. We did that watch along a few weeks back with Frankie, which by the way, man, we got a lot of good reviews from Frankie, that show that, with Frankie. Yes, yep. Yes. And uh, so I'd figure, hey, let's keep going with it and uh, discuss in 2012. You have this great tag match. And from there, you're going to go right into the Bound for Glory series, Kurt. What did you think of the Bound for Glory series format? Uh, I liked it. I thought it was interesting. I think uh, it was a great way to tell a story coming up to Bound for Glory, having a tournament. And um, I just thought it was a, a great idea. Uh, I know it was uh, a lot longer than it should have been. I mean, I think uh, it went about six weeks, the the whole Bound for Glory series. So it wasn't like a few uh, TVs before the pay-per-view. It was like a big buildup for a month and a half. Yeah. And, uh, man, do you think, though, Kurt, looking back at it now, was it too long a tournament to keep people's attention considering Bound for Glory is all the way in October? 
You know what? I, I don't know. I, I think it was a great concept. I think it was good for TV to have this tournament and uh, the buildup. So I think, you know, you don't want to wait too long, but I think, uh, you know, when you go about six to seven weeks to build up for a pay-per-view like you do for WrestleMania, I think, I think it's a good idea. So I, I didn't mind uh, it being longer like that. Dude, I got to admit something. Okay. I was confused and I'm a little slow. We know that it's well documented here on the show, but I would get a little confused by the point system. Was that hard for you to keep track of? What would you think of that deal? Well, I think it was submissions are 10 points. The wins are five or seven. I, I, I can't, can't even remember, remember at this point. is two or three. So, um, well, if you're good at math, I think you'd be good at counting the points. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Obviously yeah. you suck at math. Yeah, but I know, listen, it was, it was one of those things that it was just, I guess probably here's what it is. It's something new, right? And anytime you have something new or introduce it to the fan base, it's probably going to be, give it a little bit of time to get over and people to figure you, it you out. You know what? I think they probably should have explained it better mm -hmm. over and over again, not just one time, but every week, this is the point system. This is how you win. This is what you get when you win This is what you get when you lose. You know, I think you need to continue to explain it every week. Yeah. Well, listen, Kurt, the impact after destination X has an 11 man rumble of all the participants that are going to be in the series. And here we go. Here's who's here is all who is involved. It's you. You got AJ styles, Jeff Hardy, Magnus, who we now know, Nick Aldis, bully Ray, Rob Van Dam, Pope, James storm, Robbie E Christopher Daniels and Samoa Joe. Okay. Question. What do you get if you win it? I don't even, yeah. What? So why have it? Exactly. <laughs> do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. I get you. Exactly. Like, I have no idea why we did that. You know, the battle Royal or whatever you want to call it, the Royal rumble or whatever. It yeah. Is. The, 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 yeah. Did it you like sense? Cause James storm won and what did he get? Yeah. Nothing. A big Nothing. zero. <laughs> well, we now know why TNA had some, some serious issues back then, Kurt. I mean, you had Not so many you, studs. They, they were pretty good. They were Listen, they had so many. Out. Did you hear the names I read? Jeff Hardy, yeah. AJ. These are like it's, oh, it's full Hall of Famers. Yeah, yeah. I mean, come on. Did you like working battle Royals? Be honest. Um, they were easy. I mean, you know, they, they weren't much of a challenge for me. The only thing you had to do is have a, an incredible memory. Cause you, you have to make sure you and, don't and back then you eliminate did. You were, the person yeah. out of order. Yeah. yeah. But other than that, it, it's pretty easy. It's an easy match. How about the rumble format? Are you, we're always a fan of that You're running down to the ring yeah. every two minutes. Yeah. I, I like that better than everybody in the ring all at the same time. Uh, I do like that because you're showcasing each individual and I like that. Well, Kurt, listen, at some point during the match, AJ went for an insiguri on Daniels who moved and he hits you. You guys are tag champions for four days. Why was there already thoughts on breaking you two up at this point? <laughs> well, I think AJ and I were put together to be a formidable tag team for Kaz and Daniels because they were the guys. They were the guys that were holding the title. They were the guys that um, the company was building around to be the tag team champions. And AJ and I were singles wrestlers, and they put us together, which I thought was a great idea. And we had, uh, you know, tag matches. And... Um, so, you know, having AJ and I together, we won, we won the match and we became champions, but they didn't want us to hold the title very long. It was just another program for Kaz and Daniels. That's what we were there for. Yeah. And Hey, this would lead to Daniels throwing out AJ and then he threw out you. 
But were you surprised that they didn't do more with Christopher Daniels and Impact? Oh, yeah. He was the best kept secret in the company. That, that kid could do anything. Uh, he, I'm not going to lie to you about this. He was just about every bit as good as AJ was. He really did. He was a heavyweight wrestler. He was an ex-division wrestler. He could he could talk on the microphone just as good as anybody else. He had all the skills to be a main event wrestler for the WWE. He really did. And I'm not sure why it never occurred for him. But, um, you know, Chris was always underutilized no matter where he went. Yeah, now he does a lot of behind-the-scenes work uh, for AEW, Ring of Honor, and he's pretty active there. Were you excited uh, to be tag champs with AJ? I got to think you were. Oh yeah, you know what? AJ and I, we had, we had, we were at, we were a formidable team. I mean, we had such a different style. You know, he had the more high-flying style, and I had sure. more. Of a but it, it complemented each other. It did, it did, and we were really good for each other. And I would have loved to have tagged with AJ for a year. It just wasn't going to happen because the company needed us as singles wrestlers. Yeah. Well, listen, uh, as you said earlier, James Storm gets the big win. He's got a big beer celebration afterwards, comes across like a huge Oh, that's what he got for the win. Yeah, the big beer bash. (laughs) But again, here's another guy that I think Impact, you know, could have done more with, don't you think? Oh, definitely. I, I think, you know, James did win the world championship, and I feel badly about this. Uh, he won in five seconds because he had to wrestle me and uh, I blew up my hamstring and I couldn't wrestle that night. So he get, he just super kicked me and won. It, it wasn't the way he wanted to become world champion. And unfortunately, I don't think he became world champion after that. So he only had it one time. And I think that James deserved to have it a few times. He was that good. Yeah, I'm with you, man. Uh, from the Observer, backstage, Angle yelled at Styles for kicking him in the head and losing his focus. He said that Styles needs to get Daniels out of his head or they'll lose the tag titles. Styles promised to get focused. So uh, AJ and Christopher Daniels, they've been a rivalry before even you got there, Kurt. How good were their matches together? You just said that you felt like Daniels was almost like a, a replica of AJ. He was, and they were flawless. These matches were so incredible. They weren't just uh, heavyweight matches. They, they had a mixture of X division, high flying. They had a, uh, a, a lot of technique. Uh, these matches were some of my favorite matches to watch. Christopher Daniel versus AJ Styles, you don't get much better than that. Now you're, you're absolutely right. The next week on impact, Robbie E comes out and he said that he's was the most jacked and had the best hand in the dressing room. He challenged anyone to come out from the back and here comes Kurt angle. He hits him with three German suplexes and Olympic slam and got the ankle lock for the submission in 32 seconds. <laughs> it was noted angle got 10 points for his win. There you go, Kurt. You got 10 you points, got like 10 points. But, buddy, this is like a night off for you, isn't it? Yes, it is. 32 seconds. Gosh. But Robbie, Robbie was so easy to work with. He was light on his feet. Um, you know, I would have loved to have wrestled him in a 20-minute match. He, he was that good. I, I, I would have loved to be, be able to spend more time with Robbie. It just never happened. But uh, at least I got in the ring with him once. And it seems now, like I just saw him on NXT the other night, he's more of a mouthpiece role. Yeah, he's uh, a manager, mouthpiece. Yeah, yeah. And, and I like him there. He he's really talented. He can talk. He can wrestle. Uh, he has a great look. Uh, the kid has it all. Yeah, I got to see him uh, several years ago when he was Rob Echoes on the indie scene, and I thought, man, he's talented. Um, he is, man. He really is. 
he, he, I, I was really surprised they didn't push him harder when he was doing the yeah. whole, uh, uh, what's it called? The, the, it was kind of like the New Jersey, the Jersey Shore Jersey, type thing. Jersey Shore, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he goes by Robert Stone now in NXT. But again, talented guy on the mic, and uh, I'm a big fan of his work. I love his dance when he was. Can you do it for us? Go ahead. We'll get some YouTube subscribers. Uh, the music was hilarious. Look at you. We got to start doing, getting you do some physical comedy on this show, you know? <laughs> Just, just to drive people to watch you on video because I'm entertained by it every week. Uh, the next week on Impact as we continue to build to this match, Daniels and Kazarian beat Angles and Styles to regain the tag totals in 11:46. The storyline here, Kurt, was that Kazarian and Daniels not getting along, and Kaz not wanting to be there. Styles botched a Hurricane Rana off the apron. Angle did a series where he did three German suplexes in a row on Daniels. Did you ever not do like three German suplexes in a row? Like every note I. Read. I go for three. Sometimes I don't get it. Sometimes I do. Yeah. Well, you did another three here and then did another three to Kazarian because why not? You're just handing <laughs> them out. Uh, Kazarian tried the uh, Amore driver angle, reversed it into the ankle lock. Referee Brian Hebner got bumped. Daniel's clothesline uh, angle over the top. Then came one of those finishes that I hate because it's the booker. I want to fool the fans on a finish. So it makes no sense. Uh, and I think this is, I think this is from the torch aside from the facts, this was so predictable to begin with, then what's wrong with it? Making sense. Daniels had a chair and Kazarian took, took it from him. Styles hit the Pele kick on Daniels. Kazarian flipped off Daniels and told styles to pin him. Then Kazarian hit styles with a chair and Daniels pinned him. Do you think there was more to do with you guys as a tag team here? Kurt, you guys are the champions. I feel like you could have, they could have done so much more with you too. Well, you know what, the, this whole swear thing they did, it, it wasn't that bright, you know, um, you know, uh, Christopher Daniels, uh, cash flipping off Daniels, like go ahead, pin him AJ and tricking AJ and the pinning when AJ wouldn't even got down unless Kaz left the ring. So it was, it was a, it, it was a weird way to finish the match. And, uh, unfortunately for AJ and I, it was the end of our tag team reign. Um, yeah. I would have loved to go with AJ for a year. But uh, I, I already knew it wasn't going to happen because we were there solely uh, to be uh, to make Daniels and Cass. We were there to have a great matches with them, have a program with them, and then go back to our singles wrestling. And they were going to continue to be tag team champions and go on to somebody else. So I, I knew from the get go that AJ and I wouldn't be together long. Yeah. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. Hey, this is Missy Hyatt, The Walking Riot, and I say that you need to save with Conrad. Jim Ross told me, you need to go with Conrad, he'll save you money. And he did. Well, it was a refinance because I owned the house, but I owned the house with my two siblings and I was buying them out. So now, they're out of there and I've got the house. And I paid off my Jeep, I got my bathroom redone, the master bath redone and um, paid off some credit cards. 
and you know, just like the cat's pajamas. I just liked it that everybody knew what they were doing. And if I had a question, it was answered. Yeah, you guys helped me out great. When I refinanced it and paid off everything, and paid off my Jeep and did my bathroom, and I think my payment was only $8 more a month, I probably saved at least over $30,000. It was exciting. I mean, this is the first house I've ever purchased by myself. They make everything so easy for you and you, and you don't have to think about anything and they'll get it all done. Go to Save with Conrad if you want to refi your mortgage or anything with your mortgage. Just go to Save with Conrad. Well, you dropped the titles, a lot of ref bumps again. That sounds like a TNA thing. We've talked about it yes, before. Yes, it is. Bumps. Sometimes they do way too much and uh, get very little out of it. Yeah, a lot of, lot of swervy stuff here. Uh, but here we go, Kurt. You're in the news from an interview around this time that you did with Mike Mooneyham. And uh, you discuss Vince and how you haven't talked to him since you left in 2006. Uh, but a lot of what you discuss is the Olympics. And uh, I'm going to recap it for you. Regarding the Olympics, Angle said, as far as competing in the trials, I would have done very well. The training, the getting there, that was the hard part. I overdid it. I blew out my hamstring, my shoulder, my Achilles tendon, and my knee. Good God. It was ongoing. It just wasn't meant to be. I would have done very well as far as competing. I think I would have been the best opponent for Jake Varner, who will be on the U.S. squad in the 211-pound weight class. Outside of these injuries, Kurt, how close do you think that you were to being Olympic ready at this point in your career? Not even close. Look at your face. <laughs> I could tell. I tried, man. And, and my biggest mistake is I tried to wrestle for TNA while I was trained for the Olympics. Yeah. Uh, there's no way that was going to happen. Uh, I tried to make it happen, but it was just too much for me. I was training my ass off for four hours a day at home, going on the road and wrestling for TNA three or four or five days a week. Uh, it was just too much for my body to take. And uh, unfortunately, there was no chance I was going to go. So uh, I got injured so much that, that I had to quit. Uh, but if I would have taken time off, uh, like I was uh, planning to in WWE back in 2002 to get ready uh, for the Olympics in 2004, um, if I would have taken time off, I, I believe I would have uh, done pretty well. I don't know if I would have beat Jake Varner, uh, but I think I would have done really well. Hmm. Well, uh, they, they continue on with the article. They said, when asked about the 2016 games, he responded, are you nuts? Are you out of your mind? I'll be 47. No way. I learned from my mistakes. Well, uh, the article, really. got, yeah, yeah. Well, well, the guy who wrote the article said, well, hopefully that's settled. And 2002, when he toyed with the idea of trying for 2004, he talked about taking a hiatus from wrestling for more than a year to get ready, but ultimately he didn't do it. So. Kurt, how close were you in 02 uh, to 04 and doing it? What? Oh, I was real close. Um, I was going to take a year off. Uh, already uh, talked about it with Vince McMahon. Uh, the problem was I broke my neck again. Mm. And, uh, that was it. There was no more. No chance for me doing it. Yeah. 
And uh, so there you go. That's easy. Uh, they go on to say a funny line Kurt said only because it, it talks about perception is how TNA is now banking on younger stars to carry the company. <laughs> the names he mentioned were Christopher Daniels, who's 41, Kaz, who turns 35 in a few weeks, and Bobby Roode, who's 35. But, you know, listen, that's just, the, I guess there's a perception too that TNA is still at this point is newer brand. And when you think about newer, it's more newer versus age, right? Well, it's newer, but these guys never made it to the main event level. Yes. These guys deserve to be there. So when I talk about young stars, I'm talking about guys that are coming up through the ranks, not particularly their age, but where they are uh, uh, on the card. And these guys deserve to be at the top, and they weren't there yet. Well, uh, we move on, Kurt. And uh, the names that you mentioned, by the way, as you said, they were, they've never been presented in a big way prior to, you know, AEW, WWE, et cetera. Were you expecting to have the pay-per-view off since you don't really have a story? I mean, you just dropped the titles. Uh, no, because TNA would never. They needed you for yeah. everything. So I, w- I was cool with that. I, I always wanted to wrestle for TNA, so. Well, listen, all of a sudden, it's announced that your second match in the Bound for Glory series will take place at Destination Destination X, and you'll be taking on your old rival, our friend, Samoa Joe. Were you surprised this was going to happen this soon in the series, and should this have been held off for longer or what? Uh, You know what? It didn't really matter as long as I got to wrestle Joe. I didn't care if it was at the beginning or at the end, Uh, but uh, I also knew I wasn't going to win. You know, Joe uh, was going to move on to the next round. So I was just there to, you know, to put him over. So I, I was cool with it. Well, Kurt, let's check it out. We love it. Uh, TNA episodes here specifically for our YouTube followers because you get to watch uh, the match along with us filter free, which we like. So I'm going to kick us off. You ready to watch this together yes, today? Sir. Let's do it. All right, here we go. that I've called through the years. It's so difficult to narrow that down. I will say that Kurt Angle and Samoa Joe, to me, it's it's the best rivalry that I have seen in 10 years of TNA. And it's time to write the latest chapter in that storied rivalry. Who'll ever forget the headbutt heard all around the world. And his opponent from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, the Olympic gold medalist, Kurt Angle! And who will ever forget Genesis 2006 when Samoa Joe's 18-month winning streak came to an end courtesy of this man, Kurt Angle and his ankle lock. We saw the updated leaderboard in the Bound for Glory series. And that is his daughter and son, Cody and Kira here tonight. Uh, Obviously at ringside with... Look how young and cute they were. (laughs) 
<laughs> I know. My goodness. Now, now they're big brats. <laughs> oh man, I just can't. I mean, I just saw Cody a few weeks ago out in Vegas, but he is so little, unbelievable. Carolina, when Kurt Angle forced the Pope to submit, he picked up ten. Dude, this is one of those matches that didn't matter when the story, anything. Fans, like you see the fan who has Joe versus Angle, like what eight or whatever, <laughs> right, however many times yeah. it is that you like. It didn't need a story. Yeah, eight. Yeah, that is pretty cool. I can't believe they were keeping tabs. <laughs> yeah, they were keeping track, but it didn't matter. It was just you two fighting in a ring, sold tickets. People wanted to see it. It was that good. Well, you know, well, I started my my career in TNA off with Samoa Joe. So yeah, oh, you know, this I knew. Uh, I you know what I knew at the beginning how valuable Joe was to the company. Him being undefeated for 172 matches, and it was a huge honor to be able to beat him. For the I was the first person to beat him and TNA, which yeah. was, I didn't think I should have been. I think I should have waited, but that's what they wanted at that particular time. And and as I watch you tie up with him, it's like tying up with a grizzly bear, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, but you know what? Joe's so damn good. He, he gives you room. He gives you space. Uh, he's really, you know what? Samoans have been really good at, at pro wrestling. They all understand it. They're all incredible athletes. They understand the whole um, theater that comes with it. It's just, uh, they, they get it. They all get it. They're all incredible. And we talk about you with intensity, but man, that's Joe to a cap with a capital. Joe I. is the most intense wrestler I've wrestled besides Chris Benoit. He really is. Uh, as I watch you too, I can't help but recall you wrestling Orton on last week's show. show and you were saying just how it was difficult maneuvering him around because of how lanky and tall he was. And then I look at Joe, completely different style. Yep. He's coming at you. He's running towards you constantly built like that, that bear, if you will. And, uh, but man, you were able to adapt to all these guys. Yeah. But Joe was real light on his feet. As big as he was, he was 300 pounds. It was easier to maneuver Joe. You'd say than Orton. Yeah. Yeah, it was. And, and Joe, and, you know, Joe is shorter, you know, he's six yeah. foot one. He's not six, six, uh, Randy's lankier. So it's, you know, you, you have that, uh, lankiness about you that may, gives you a, uh, more range and it's harder to move around. I want to talk to you about the punches he just delivered to you in the corner with such velocity and force as a fan watching it. That's what you see. You see power impact. Um, I see him still do it. He just did it in a match a couple weeks ago in collision, the debut with CM punk coming back and that, you know what? Those punches always look good too. Dude, it's impressive. And, 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 but you're not taking, I mean, tell me about it. You're no, they're not even stiff. You can barely oh. feel them. It's crazy. That's incredible. And that boot he does, uh, when yeah. he open and kicks you in the face, he doesn't touch you there either. Look, he, he has so much, uh, finesse. It's incredible, but he has so much finesse, but also delivering realism to those watching from home. Yes, he does. He's very real. And I think that's the magic of Samoa Joe. I'll tell you one thing that I've noticed that he does now a lot, and that's some of the chop exchanges with people. And that's and when he delivers a chop, it's brutal. Oh, Joe has some hard chops. He definitely does. I always hated when he gave me them, too. Look at you. Dude, you're an athletic beast back then yourself. No, I. you know what? I, I was okay. <laughs> Oh my God. Can you believe that needs to be clipped and shared? You're okay. Joe, look at that. For a man his size flying outside of the ring, delivering that blow. You know, that that's what's amazing about him. You know, he was in the X division. I mean, 
this guy can do just about anything. He's uh, an amazing athlete, still going strong. And look, moves like this, Kurt. Okay, so you're doing, you're getting flipped over the top and landing. But then a move like this, 2012, we're sitting here 11 years later, right? And he's still doing his thing in AEW. And you know what's crazy? He has a bum knee. His knee is not good. It's never been good. It bothers him all the time. And he, you know what? He never shows it when he wrestles. Even back in the in this day, it did. Yes, yes. Wow. Impressive individual, Samoa Joe. I, I get more and more respect for a guy like this as I go back and watch his earlier days to see what he's doing. I, I appreciate him more every time I watch him wrestle. I, I really do. Mm. This match makes me appreciate him more. Look at and look, he's rocking the old mohawk here. I know he looks like a badass. You know, the first time I met Joe, it was at a bar. I walked in. I was I signed with TNA, and uh, it was the night before I made my debut. And he's over there in the corner. He has this whiskey, and <laughs> and I look at him, and he just has this mug, like badass mug. I'm like, nobody's gonna fuck with this guy. <laughs> he does. He, he has that look. Badass and sitting in the bar alone. It was, it was scary. It was, he was in a dark area, just all by himself. They, uh, I'm going to, as we continue to watch this, I'm going to go over some, some of the highlights that were documented here and, uh, we'll talk about it a little bit more. Um, so here we go. It's destination X. This is by the way, if you're going back to the impact app, which we would love you to do and sign up and use Kurt as the code, uh, it's July 8th, 2012 is where you can watch this. Samoa Joe beats Kurt angle in 14 minutes and 26 seconds with a choke. The most interesting part of this is that when the tournament started, they pushed the idea of the time limits only being 10 minutes and had time limit draws this year and last. Then they moved it to 15 minutes, probably because if these two had to do a pay-per-view match in less than 10 minutes, both they and the fans would feel unsatisfied and cheated. I'm not in the word cheated. <laughs> but even though they did uh, finish with 34 seconds left, at no point was the time limit broached in the announcement, commentary, or anything. Kurt, did TNA have the announcers discuss the story you had laid out with you, or was that not something that TNA did often? No, they didn't do it very often. So uh, you know what? I don't even know what you're talking about when, when you just said what you said with the time limit deal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what, what, what did, what did they mean by, uh, the, the announcers? Like they, they said they, I was just curious about the announcers discuss the story you had laid out with you or is, like did this, did they know, were they aware of kind of where you guys were headed with the match or what to kind of make sure they're, they're telling or conveying to us at the home? Question the question I'm asking is, what did the time limit have to do with anything and us getting time cues? Yeah. Oh, well, they were saying that the, the guy outside or the announcer never, never hinted around that you were getting close, like five minutes left in the contest, five minutes left. Gotcha. So wasn't he told not to, like he must've been told not to because it wasn't even brought up in commentary or anything. Well, you know what? I don't know if you should have that or you should not. That's a catch-22. They just had an MJF-Adam uh, Cole match that expired on AEW, Kurt, and they never brought – they did say a time limit at the beginning, but never brought it up, and all of a sudden the bell rang at the end, and it was a draw. Oh, that had to hurt. Yeah, I saw uh, that. So No, no, no. I, I mean, you're talking about MJ. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They never brought it, but it expired. So the and match just ended, and the fans were like, Yeah, we have come to a time limit draw. Okay, I think that's where you have to have some time cues. But the thing <laughs> is, how do you, if, 
if you're going to have a draw and you have time cues, and if you're not going to have a draw and you don't have time cues, then everybody that has time cues knows it's going to be a draw. I know. That under, you understand what I'm saying? I, I do. I do. I'm, I'm, it, it makes sense. Yeah. Well, listen, I'll continue on with what they had here before we both talk ourselves into not understanding what we're talking about, which I think we're already I don't there. What I just said. Yeah. Well, I don't either. I think we need to, I don't know, take a drink of something. I mean, you don't do that. You take a drink of protein. Um, they had a dramatic addition to the story and worked a match that both would establish the time limit and the finish, and they didn't touch it. So here we go. We're going to continue this on. Joe had in the past gotten mad about time calls and matches because they are never, Joe's feelings has been, that doing them signals that the match is going to be a time limit. But since it's a specific part of the rules, doing at least a 10-minute warning or a 12-minute warning to acknowledge the timeline adds to the match. It both gets over when you do a finish stronger. Plus, you don't have this bell ring out of nowhere and everyone confused uh, when you're doing the draw. It wasn't the best Joe versus Angle match, but it was still very good. So, Kurt, let's wrap this up on the time calls. Do you... What, did you want time calls? Did you not? Apparently, Joe had an opinion on it. Did you care? I guess Joe didn't like time calls, right? No, he didn't. Um, I, I like them because I like to know where we are in the match and how much time we have left. So, I, But you can get cues from the referee, so yeah. you don't really need to say it with the announcer. So I, I understand why Joe would think that. Yeah. I mean, I think it sounds like it is uh, – it's part of uh, – wrestling um what's the word that i'm looking for here it's it's i don't even know i'm my brain's totally psychology yes there it is my brain's totally fried kurt idiot wrestling psychology it's the psychology and the storytelling of the match uh they the review says idiot samoa joe v kurt angle and 1436 in the bound for glory series uh winning via choke which a submission meant a 10 point win Mike Tanay said Joe versus Angle was the best rivalry in TNA history. Do you agree with that, Mike Tanay? Yes, yes I do. I, I, I'm i going to put AJ Styles up there, too, me and AJ. But Samoa Joe and myself, yeah. I, I came in wrestling Samoa Joe, and uh, I think that rivalry was the, the hottest rivalry, definitely. Crowd started the dueling chance right away. Angle took a high backdrop and went over the top rope to the floor, which we saw. He looks so out of control when he takes that move. It's scary, according to the feedback here. Joe followed with an elbow. Suicida. Angle actually did a missile drop kick to Joe's back. Angle opened a small cut on his own forehead with a headbutt. Angle went to the top for a belly-to-belly -belly, uh, superplex, but Joe boxed his ears. Joe then came off the top rope with a leg lariat for the near fall. Joe followed with a reverse atomic drop. It's all what we're watching here. A high kick, a senton, and a power slam before going for the armbar. Look, here he is. Boom, the muscle buster. How about taking one of those, Kurt? You know what? It's not so bad. You would think it is, especially having a neck injury like I did, but you don't even feel it. It's not a bad move to take. And we'll pick up with the notes here. He delivered a urinagi and then the muscle buster. He went for the choke, but Angle reversed him into an ankle lock. Angle pulled Joe to the center, but Joe used the trunks to break the hold and got behind Angle and put on the choke with a body scissors. Angle was using elbows to the thigh, but couldn't get Joe off. That bear had you trapped. 
Finally, Angle got to his feet, hit the Olympic slam, and got a near fall. Angle tried the ankle lock again, but Joe kicked him off. Angle went for the Olympic slam again, but Joe got behind him and got the choke. This time, Joe choked Angle all the way out. And referee, that's right, we're watching the stud, one of the studs of all time, Earl Hebner, ref this match. He stopped the match. Angle gets up to protest saying, I never tapped. They played it up that Angle had passed out and not that Hebner screwed him on the call. This one got three and three-quarter stars. So let's listen to it as we uh, start to get into some of this wrap-up here. Rear naked choke is applied. Kikina clutch. Samoa Joe, he's got the rear naked choke. He's got his legs wrapped around Kurt as well. Kurt thinking about tapping. You can sense his hand right there. Is he going to tap? Oh, Kurt fighting through the pain. All right, Joe just has that cinched in. Joe's got the firm grip. Kurt doing everything within his power to try and break it. But Joe right on top of him. And not only Samoa Joe with the choke, but putting all of his weight on Kurt. Who digs down deep and Angle comes back. Angle slam. Could be Kurt's pin. Cover. Here we go. Both men throwing everything in their arsenal at each other. It has been just what you would anticipate in this storied rivalry with so much at stake in the Bound for Glory series. Straps come down, and if there's any way for Kurt to turn it up another notch, that's what he's going to do. Oh my, what a kick by Joe right into the face of Kurt. Again, Joe up, able to slide over this time. No angle, slam instead. It's Joe back with the rear naked choke. And Angle trying for the roll through, and in the, in the process took himself down to the ground. Not where you want to be when you're in this move. Look at that. Look at the situation Kurt Angle is in. Referee Earl Hebner right on top of the scene. Joe has that left arm hooked as well. That means Kurt only has his right hand free to try and bust that choke. Kurt fighting. Doing everything within his power. But boy, Samoa Joe has had it on for a long time. He has it locked in. Cinched in so tight to Samoa Joe. And Earl Hebner calls for the bell. Kurt Angle went several seconds there without even moving, and that's that's the sign you're out. That's the sign you, you've got nothing left. And Kurt Angle hasn't moved since. Your winner, Samoa Joe! Kurt Angle may not have tapped out. But in the opinion of our senior official, Earl Hebner, Angle had passed out to the point where Kurt was not responding. And I think in Earl's opinion, he called a halt to the match and stopped it for Kurt's safety as, as Kurt has a complaint. And Earl explaining his point of view to Kurt Angle. 
It's obviously a tough decision for Earl Hebner, but when there's no, when there's just no response, what else can you do but call for the bell? Kurt, we'll chalk that up to something that we're not used to seeing here on the Kurt Angle Show. You passing out to lose. <laughs> or losing for that point. No, that's a good point. What'd you think rewatching this match? Were you happy with it? Oh, I loved it. I thought it was physical. I loved the submission trade-offs. Uh, the angle slams and the muscle busters told a really good story. And it told a story of fighting our asses off to get the win. Both of us, that, that, that was a really good match. And again, we've talked about this a lot and we talked about it last week because of you and Randy's match at the beginning of a pay-per-view, this match in the middle of the card, but this is like main event. Any other show you're watching? what do you think? Oh, of Joe and I, we never did anything but main event except for this match, this show. It's weird, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, it is weird, but you know that's where we were on the card, and uh, it was a, it was a Bound for Glory series match, so it was what it was. It wasn't the main event. Hey guys, it's the hardcore legend Mick Foley here, and I need to call a quick timeout, a brief timeout, because I wanted to tell your listeners what I have been telling Foley is Pod listeners for a while now about all the cool things happening over on adfreeshows.com. David Crockett and Conrad go day by day through June of 1985 in Jim Crockett Promotions on the latest episode of The Book, the month that the grandson of a plumber arrived. June 30th, Cody Rhodes is going to be born. I mean, his dad wow. is, is, is wrestling with Tully Blanchard in Los Angeles, and Dusty's got to hurry home and rush out of there and get home to Charlotte. To see his wife Michelle give birth to the American Nightmare. It's a special day in Jim Crockett Promotions history. Jake the Snake Roberts chatted live with Ad Free Shows members about his Hall of Fame career and a story about Ron Garvin you won't soon forget. You know, everybody's got a tell, you know, so you know if they do that, then here, here comes his comeback. You know what Ronnie Garvin's tail was? His nipples would get hard. <laughs> <laughs> Swear to God, man, his <laughs> nipples would get rock hard. When his nipples got rock hard, man, he was coming to his feet and he's going to beat your ass. Just a small taste, a sampling, if you will, of what we have waiting for you with four levels to choose from. Four. See for yourself why Ad Free Shows is the best value in wrestling today. Sign up now, right now, at Ad Free Shows. Yeah. Listen, last week we talked about your last pay-per-view match in WWE in 2006 until 17. Buddy, this is the last time you'd face Joe one-on-one at a pay-per-view for TNA ever. Wow, because I was still in the company for four more years. Isn't that surprising to hear, though? That is surprising because I thought I wrestled Joe a bunch of more times after that. Obviously, I did, but not at a pay-per-view. Not at a pay-per-view for TNA, one-on-one. So after this match, Kurt, AJ and Daniels would face off in a last-man-standing match, which AJ would win an Ultimate X match, and then Austin Aries defeated Bobby Roode to become the new TNA champion. Were you surprised that they put the belt on Austin Aries? No, it was his time. You know, we made a new wrestler. Uh, Austin was coming up through the ranks at this particular time. He was fresh, um, and, and I, I liked the way they pushed him. They didn't take their time with him. They really elevated him quickly, and uh, 
he deserved that. He he is a great wrestler. He's a little arrogant. He's a little bit of a prick. I'm not gonna lie yeah. to you. I kind of like it to be honest with you. But um, yeah, as an edge, Austin Austin is a is, is you know he 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 can be annoying, but but that's part of him. That's part of his character. That's who he is. And it's an even bigger deal, Kurt, because it would end Rude's 256 day reign. I mean, that's, that's right. one of the Bobby longest had reigns. The longest reign, right? It's For one of the longest in TNA's history. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, you know what? I'm glad it was Austin. He he was really good, and he deserved it. Uh, so there you go. We got some fan questions, Kurt, as we uh, start to wrap things up this week. So let's do some of those. Dylan uh, is up first, and he says, uh, does Kurt think Bobby Roode has been underutilized in WWE? Now, listen, right now he's recovering from some major injuries and surgeries. But overall, he's been there for a while. He was red hot as an NXT champ. But since he's made I, it to the main roster, given, they haven't given him a chance yet. I know um, he, he was he was good in NXT. He was being pushed, utilized properly. Not not in WWE. Unfortunately for Bobby, um, uh, I don't know if they're ever going to do it. Uh, that that's what really sucks yeah. because Bobby's at the age now. I think he's like what in his mid forties. Yeah, gotta so be. I don't know if he can wrestle much longer, but I hope they do give him the push he deserves. Yeah, because you know what? Great worker, solid. Everything that you've seen from what he did in TNA, NXT, glorious. His whole entrance, the robe, it was so oh, I love it, yeah. It yeah. was so good. Perfectly. Does Kurt think Samoa Joe is one of the more underrated talents in pro wrestling? He had such a high ceiling in WWE, but they never seemed to use him to his full potential. Well, you know what? Joe, he got utilized properly in TNA at the beginning. Until he lost his undefeated streak against me, his 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 um, value dropped dramatically. They never really picked back up and brought Joe back to the level he was when he was undefeated. And I think that carried on over to the WWE. And uh, I think the WWE could have done more with him. Uh, they did do some. They did a lot. But I, I know they could have done more. He was that talented. I'm not sure if it had to do with his look. Uh, I love his look. I think that everybody should be different, big, tall, short, wide, doesn't matter. But uh, I don't know if it had to do with his look, but Samoa Joe uh, was so talented. He deserved to be a WWE champion. He really did. And that's not me blowing smoke. That's me being honest. Hey, and he's in, you said intense, always moving forward in the ring, coming at you. I thought he had very good mic skills. He could dip yeah. down on the mic. He was so articulate. I mean, yeah. that guy, he did my Hall of Fame speech, and I never heard a better speech than what he did for me. He, he is a really smart individual. We are big Samoa Joe fans here on the, uh, the Kurt Angle Show, and I love still seeing him get it done in the AEW ring. Um, that's where he belongs, man. When they, when, I'll tell you what, when, and I know you don't get to watch it as much, but you know they, when he and CM Punk got in the ring and faced off because they had a series of matches back in the day for Ring of Honor that are kind of legendary, among wrestling savants and people that have really followed it, that place in Chicago exploded. Um, oh, I can imagine that. <laughs> oh, it, it was it was goosebumps, and uh, I want to see Samoa Joe in those kinds of matches more often. You know, because he can yeah, bring he it. Deserves it. Yeah, yeah. Matthew Podcast Network. Any dream stipulation you wanted to do with Samoa Joe, like an ultimate submission match? Is there something cool like that you'd love to do with him? Would have loved to do with him. 
I would have liked to do a submission match or an Ironman match. I think that Joe and I could have a really good Ironman match. I don't even think we need a lot of falls or submissions. I think maybe three at the most, which is not a lot by any means. I mean, when I wrestled Brock, we had seven falls and submissions. So I think Samoa Joe could and, and myself could pull that off with just three. Okay. Uh, Brian Haremza says, uh, what were Kurt's thoughts on option C that Austin Aries used to get, uh, used to get the world title shot Did Kurt think that this would be something that would help elevate the X division. Uh, so again, he, uh, Austin Aries here, talk a little bit more about he was the X division champion that yeah. made him give, give him a shot, at the world title. I liked option C. I think it did help the X division. Uh, there are guys there that, um, did deserve to be in the main event in heavyweight division and they never got there. So, you know, you look at AJ and Christopher Daniels and, 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 and Samoa Joe, the history is so long with the X division and they parlayed over to the heavyweight division. But, um, after those guys, not many X division guys came out and went to the heavyweight division. So I think that really helped the X division by having option C. Yeah. Now, uh, and, and, and like you said, Brian said, "Do you did Kurt think this would be something that would help elevate the X division? The answer is yes, he did. He thought this would bring some uh, more traction back to that. Uh, Bobby KF5 GTX, and he asked a similar question of what he did last week with Orton. Talk about working with Joe and laying out matches with Joe. Uh, was there anything you guys ever disagreed on? Or just talk about that process with Samoa Joe. Joe and I had the best chemistry. We We always threw our two cents worth in. And, and we were always agreeable. I mean, if there was an idea that Joe liked, I liked it too. If there was an idea that I liked, Joe liked it too. We were more compatible than any other wrestlers, even more than AJ Styles and myself. Samoa Joe and I, it was almost like we were freaking frack, like we were, we were related, you know, like we were twins because we thought the same way. We both had the same ideas and the same concepts. You talked about the story where you first met Joe. Did you guys uh, ever hang out outside of the ring, Kurt, or anything like that? Did you guys ever spend some time with each other b besides we, in the sports circle? We would, we would go eat and you know hang out at the restaurant and have food. You know, AJ, Chris, myself, every once in a while. Uh, I didn't hang out with them too often. I was a bit of a loner in TNA, to be honest with you. And a lot of it had to do with me drinking my alcohol. Yeah. Uh, I, I literally, after the show, I grab a 12 pack of beer, go back to my hotel room, drink it, and pass out. That's what I did in TNA for the first couple of years. But, um, when I was social, I hung around with Joe and had dinner with him and stuff. It was pretty cool. And sometimes too, that's what the other thing that you don't think about as far as what you kind of lost because of your lifestyle is man. I could have probably had maybe some deeper friendships and relationships with guys. If I wasn't living in that, I was more social. Yeah. yeah. I would have been closer and instead of living in your personal friends. hell. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I was just, I was an idiot. Was yeah. Just, well, Hey, you know, again, you're not, you're not anymore. And, um, we're having fun watching Samoa Joe and his career and what he's continuing to do. And I love watching these matches back with you uh, as far as Samoa Joe and Kurt Angle. What a fantastic match again. Kurt, uh, listen, next week we're talking TNA again. It's the beginning of the main event mafia. People right. still talk about the main event mafia. That was the most fun I had in TNA. <laughs> Main event mafia days. That's 2008. So we're going to start. We're going to talk about that. Um, guys look for the posts on social media, throw in your questions. We want to get to them all. And, uh, Kurt and I'll be back to talk about that. 
We mentioned it earlier, but you can check out all of Kurt's past top impact moments at impactwrestling.com forward slash packages. Sign up with code Kurt. So impactwrestling.com forward slash packages, and then use code Kurt. That goes a long way to help us here on the show. And we would appreciate you for that. Also, if your business targets 25 to 54 year old men, there's no better place to advertise than right here on the Kurt Angle Show. Go to advertisewithangle.com right now and find out more about how you can advertise your product or service right here on the Kurt Angle Show. Be a part of us. Be a part of our team, our family, and let us talk about your product or service right here on the show. Uh, we've done uh, ads for some of the same companies over and over again and uh, because it works. So join the family, jump on it, advertisewithangle.com, and we'd love to talk about your products and service. Uh, also, ad-free shows. I mean, that's where you're going to get this podcast early and ad-free. No ads in the video version, no ads in the audio version. Um, and we're going to give you that first week on us completely free. You'll get a ton of other podcasts as well that you give access to. And if you sign up at the right level, you're going to get a lot of bonus content uh, that we deliver over there as well. I'm a part of some of that as well with uh, Hall of Fame referee Mike Kyoto and others. So check it out, adfreeshows.com. And uh, again, just starts $9 a month. Uh, Kurt, social media, uh, we are on social. You're on social. Buddy, half the time, that's how I keep up with what you're up to <laughs> is social media. So check us out. You can follow him on Instagram at The Angle Pod. Uh, and uh, you can follow at The Real Kurt Angle and at Paulie Bewell. And then on Twitter at Real Kurt Angle. And um, YouTube, follow our YouTube channels. We're breaking records over there. YouTube.com forward slash The Angle Pod. Subscribe, turn on those notifications, and we would love you for it here on the Kurt Angle Show. Also, it's a good way to stay in touch with if you want to meet Kurt. I have a lot of guys that reach out to me. Oh, I want to meet Kurt. I want to, I want to have him, you know, get a picture with him. I want to, you know, take a picture with him with my shirt on and point at it with the cheers group and <laughs> Paul with hair. Did you get Adam Arpin? He got his picture with you. And I'm Sam Malone with a big head of hair. And it's that brown cheers picture. And Kurt said, I want one of those t-shirts. He sent me that. He met you last weekend. <laughs> yeah. Um, but man, Kurt's posting where he's going to be at. So you can follow his social. So you know where he can meet Kurt. Kurt, you love meeting the fans, don't you? Oh, I, that's why I do it. I do it to go meet with the fans to show my appreciation, uh, to say hello and just be able to bullshit with them. I enjoy doing these appearances. I really do. Yeah. So check it out. Follow on social Kurt physically fit.com. Not only do you have that, let's talk about that. And let's talk about your protein. Let's go over uh physically fit first. There's chicken snacks and Snack Smart Crispy Protein Bites. One's chicken protein, one's organic plant, plant protein. Uh, they're both delicious. 11 different flavors. You're going to absolutely love them. Go to physicallyfit.com to order yours. If you use the code ANGLEPOD, you get 20% off. Or you can go on to the website and, uh, and uh, become a lifetime member and get 20% off the rest of your life. Go to physicallyfit.com. You're going to absolutely love these, I promise you. There you go. Uh, Kurt, talk, talk to us too about cookies and cream protein. Uh, cause man, nothing better than cookies and milk with Kurt Angle. That's right. Cookies and milk, cookies and cream protein, Kurt Angle, American drink cookies and cream protein. It's going to be in every GNC starting in mid July. You can get it there or you can go to project one nutrition.com to order it. I guarantee it. It's the best tasting protein you ever try cookies and cream. You're going to love it. 
Support our man, Kurt Angle, your Olympic hero, and check it out. Once you buy that first canister, I'm telling you, you'll be a repeat buyer. You're going to love it. It's a fantastic product, and it tastes delicious. Okay, so check it out. Finally, KurtAngleBrand.com. That's where you get that personalized video, those cameo videos, where for the Kurt Angle uh, lover in your life, which we know is you, if you want the whole ball of wax, which he sells out <laughs> as well, it's there. But you're getting cowboy hats, milk cartons, uh, videos for your kids' bar mitzvahs. Uh, it doesn't matter. Whatever you want. Cards, yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, Knick-knack, patty-whack, give the dog a bone. It's over at the KurtAngleBrand.com. T-shirts, autographed photos, the whole ball of wax. Go to <laughs> KurtAngleBrand.com to order yours, and I'll send it right to you. The whole ball of wax. You hear me? Right over there, KurtAngleBrand.com. And uh, listen, check out BoxOfGimmicks.com while we're just plugging machines right That's here. Some good merch there, too. Yeah, Dude, we got some stuff flying off the shelves. I'm going to be debuting some new T-shirts. I got the one with your cowboy hat just came in and i got another uh, of this version of the shirt but gray that i'm going to start rocking too uh but man um, we're starting to see some merch move so we appreciate it kurt thank you so much for doing this with me this week thank you paul i had a lot of fun man as always i did as well on behalf of your olympic hero kurt angle this is paul bromwell and we will see you right back here next week talking all things main event mafia right here on the kurt angle show John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together, it's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on. Right? How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra? I think I can get an extra 5 to 10. What if I give you 15 to 20? <laughs> you pay me more. Jeff Smith right? teaches on the sliding scale. <laughs> those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen.